This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to Shogun, the officially unofficial podcast for all of Bald Move Prestige Television. Uh, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. We don't have a name for this podcast, but we're going to be talking about Shogun, uh, doing a season one preview uh, today, and it's all going to be released in the Bald Move Prestige feed. So if you found this already, congratulations. If not, I don't know who I'm talking to. Uh, Aaron, what are we doing today? Don't mistake our lack of feed for a lack of enthusiasm it's more of like this is a oh, mini series yeah. that's not going to get another season or i have shoot i think i've seen weird things happen um but yeah sure. we thought yeah this is a this is a one one series and done kind of thing let's just throw it in the prestige throw it in prestige uh but yeah we're here to talk about shogun which i've been interested in for about a year now um mm. what do you what do you know let's talk about let's let's start this uh what do you know about shogun absolutely nothing i That's know not true. i know it's based on a book by james clavel or somebody um maybe cromwell i'm not sure <laughs> but it's based on a book i know there was a series in the 80s that was uh based on that novel as well mm-hmm. but honestly not a lot yeah, you're right. It's a 1975 novel, 1980 miniseries with Richard Chamberlain. Um, it is it's interesting because it's my dad's. He's he's always said this is this is he's always mentioned that this is his favorite novel, Shogun. Oh, okay. And it's interesting because um, you know, dad, my dad is uh, in the Navy and he swore, served for a couple of years in Okinawa before he came home, hmm. and apparently, like. A, a year ago, I guess, after he got home from Okinawa. Um, and my dad, I guess, found, you know, obviously a, he's a hayseed farmer's son from rural southern Indiana. And at 18, he shipped off to the Navy and he found himself in Okinawa. Uh, he found the whole place fascinating. Um, sure. Uh, as you would. And then he comes home uh, a year later and the Shogun hits and uh i guess he just just found that fascinating and i I found in my research that i guess like as of some i I can't remember what what it was like right before the the early 2000s or in the late 90s uh some paper found that the like 75 percent of the average american's knowledge uh, about japan could be traced to this novel Yep. Um, okay so it's 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 known for being um, kind of like this deep dive into uh, the Japanese culture and the feudal Japanese period and kind of this fish out of water experience. And um, so I've always been interested in reading the novel. I didn't get a chance to. But now another miniseries is out and it's on, you know, FX Hulu and it looks like a million dollars. I guess that's one of the things that really attracted to me to it when I started seeing the pre-production stuff and production, especially the trailers like this looks incredible mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree uh that, that's the other thing that i do know about this is what i've seen in the trailers and uh that has gotten me kind of excited i gotta say the other thing that's gotten me excited is the consistent comparison to this is kind of like feudal japan game of thrones 
mm-hmm. uh, not in a sense of magic and dragons, but in a sense of like that <laughs> uh-huh. intense political intrigue, very strong character development portrayals, um, you know, the politics and the, the backstabbing and the plotting and planning, um, the scheming that that is is always fascinating in a medieval setting you know like game of thrones it's uh you don't have listening devices and cell phones fucking things up it's you know you're sending people ravens and stuff something about mm-hmm. a medieval culture is a nice backdrop to that kind of like they call it court intrigue right even now when it happens in white houses and parliaments and it's it's called court intrigue because that's where it's most intriguing when it's in an actual court well here we have now uh, like a, a slightly different version, parallel version of that, because it's in a feudal culture that, um, you know, I don't think as Westerners, we don't know as much about. So there's inherent fascination there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one thing that the series needs to do kind of right off the bat is start establishing some of the guiding principles for the characters. Um, if we don't understand the culture, it's going to be really hard to understand the machinations. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm hopeful that they'll, you kind of do what Game of Thrones did there, you know, tell us who these people are and what they care about because that motivates yeah. them. It's also interestingly based on like a real series, like some real characters, like it's based on an actual Englishman that was shipwrecked in the 16th century. Um, mm-hmm. The feudal lord that we'll be following um, as the secondary main character is based on a real life figure that was important in the unification of Japan. Um, so like the fact that this is kind of um, and, and I've heard that like it, I, I guess the novel at least stood up to pretty rigorous scholarship in terms of like, yeah, definitely All liberties right. were taken to make a story more interesting. Like this person didn't have a mistress. They have a mistress here or this actually happened a decade or two before or after this. And but like the actual, you know, most of the scholarship, I guess, is pretty solid. And I've also heard that they have maybe uh, taken some of the things that are a little cringy from a 1975 novel and increased the accuracies or the sensitivities of that are. And usually it's, it's not like there is a bunch of inaccuracies or like blatant racism, uh, especially if I guess for 75 standards, but the depiction of the, like the Japanese as being like an other, like there's been where the 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 perspective shifts 180 degrees sometimes, so you can see the Japanese regarding the Englishman and his customs and ways and philosophies mm-hmm. as strange and bizarre and sometimes cruel and alien. Um, it's not just the white man looking and being like, "Oh my God, they're sure don't seem like they respect life in the same way that I do," or they sure seem they have different cleanliness standards than me. Uh, they actually bathe every day and, and smell good. Uh, they've they they they've did a little bit more of a 360 degree evaluation of of the topic, which is supposed to be make it uh, update a little bit for you know the 2024 audiences. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm gonna appreciate how they did that because I am from what I understand the white character in this John Blackthorne is kind of the the main character in the novel. It's mm-hmm. mostly from his perspective, but this looks like it's gonna be way more from the Japanese perspective, and he's gonna be there to kind of guide them through the machinations of like the the catholics the christians coming over yeah which um, I, I think is, is super interesting both as you know a way to sort of help them navigate those waters but also for an audience proxy i think it makes a lot of sense because he's you know just shipwrecked on the shore there right um I want to talk about the characters, too, because a lot of the early reviews uh, were specifically praising the three lead performances. Uh, first up with uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, 
Uh, I've seen him recently in Bullet Train, uh, the fourth John Wick, the Mortal Kombat re- reboot, to go back a little bit further, 47 Ronin. Um, and he's playing his character Toshi Toranaga, which is a fictionalized version of this uh, Togagawa Yasu, who, as I said, like an important figure in like Jap- Japanese unification in their, their feudal feudal history. Um, hmm. I, this guy has been really solid in everything I've seen him in. I thought he was particularly oh, yeah. fine in, believe it or not, Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. As a vengeful ninja ghost, again, believe it or not. Uh, he he really had a, a, a I don't know there's like a like um, natural gravitas and weight that he puts into his characters and I can really see him as this like powerful, um, very smart, very uh, politically aware feudal lord kind of like trying to trying to make his moves and here's this interesting piece of a puzzle that I don't know how it fits in this this uh, guy who shipwrecked on my shores and. Maybe I can get some information about some of the other things that are happening in my country. I, I think I, I, I can I can just see it, you know. Um, oh, yeah. I'm very excited to see see that. Yeah, he's a very good actor. Um, Someone that I am not as familiar with is Cosmo Jarvis. Yeah, um, we have seen him. He was in Raised by Wolves. He was one of the atheist uh, fighters. Okay against the militant theocrats uh and he designed mother he's the guy that created the the mother construct huh. um all right but he didn't leave a big impression on me because i had to like look as like who the hell was he and uh mm-hmm. he's also in the netflix version of jane austen's persuasion uh he plays opposite dakota fanning um i didn't see that that was like super highly regarded so he's kind of a big question mark for me but a lot of the early reviews says that you know he is taking this character who could be this like kind of thankless, you know, hokey, tropey character and mm-hmm. really put some dimensionality and soul into him. So I'm looking looking forward to that. And again, he plays uh, a real life uh, sailor called William Adams, who was a survivor of this Dutch East Indian expedition. And I guess, yeah, the tale, it's, it's kind of like he it's it's i've heard it's like he's not a white saver so much as like a white witness uh yeah. a white perspective a white fish out of water mm-hmm. um stranger in a strange strange land type of character so yeah western um, audience proxy that kind of thing <laughs> yeah and kind of i think it might help a little bit that he's a little bit of a question mark you know because uh-huh. he's supposed to be an audience proxy the less you know gary oldman <laughs> shipwrecks on that you kind of know what you're going to get but uh this oh, yeah. guy who, who knows will have to speak for himself uh, and then finally, someone I'm a little bit more familiar with, um, Anna Sawai. Uh, she was L uh, in Fast and Furious Nine. She was the one who okay. um, was like pounding around with Han, and she her blood was like some kind of biochemical the uh, key to some super hacking weapon in Fast Nine. I honestly don't watch these movies for the plot, you know. Um, but I do remember her being Naomi in the fantastic first season of Apple TV's Pachinko. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And she's also getting a lot of buzz for her portrayal of this character, Kate, in the new Monarch uh, Godzilla kind of series on Apple TV+. Plus. She's really tearing up Apple TV+. Plus, and in this, she plays a highborn lady that's highly educated, fiercely loyal, and yet stuck in a loveless marriage out of a sense of duty. And the other interesting of that is that she's also a devout Catholic. 
which mm. kind of shows like she's going to be standing on kind of like these fault lines throughout the uh, Japanese culture of the 16th century. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to see uh, how all these people embody these roles. And th- also, this is like Game of Thrones. If you look at the main cast, it's like 20, 30 people deep. And that's then you go to recurring characters is like 50 deep. You know, it's right. It's right. it's going to have a, a huge cast. And I'm I'm also going into this with the same kind of uh, sense that I had going into Game of Thrones or like the expanse where it's like it's going to be an episode or two or maybe three before you kind of understand the characters, who they are, what side they're on, what families and clans they're representing, um, whose enemies with who. All that kind of stuff. Like you just kind of, you kind of gotta let it. And, and fortunately, they're giving us what two episodes to start with. Yep. So that we can get the so so Shogun has its its best um best chance to get its hook set into us. You know. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause. Here's what's new in premium content for our club members. Badass Fest 6 is just around the corner. Do you have your tickets yet? We promise you don't want to miss our secret badass movie and ensuing podcast. Festivities happen live at 7 p.m. on June 21st in Cincinnati, Ohio. Get your tickets now at baldmove.com slash live. Back to our regularly scheduled broadcast time for lunch with Jim and Aaron this week. That's right. I'm back from Wonderfest, no doubt with lots of model talk. Catch the live stream at 1 p.m. or check out the podcast later that evening. And finally, if you're a Patreon Club subscriber, you should know that you need to change your selected tier. Whether you want to downgrade to save some money or upgrade to keep your current features and get access to a whole new set. All the details of the changes are outlined in a post on our Patreon page, so head over to patreon.com slash baldmove right now and give it a look so you don't lose access to all the premium content. If you want more bald move in your life head over to support.baldmove.com to find out how you can get tons of bonus audio and video content plus ad free feeds since the dawn of time we've been putting clothes on our back that identify us with our people our group our tribe and why Bald Move might be one of the smallest, weirdest tribes out there, transcending all concepts of border, class, culture, and creed, we still have respect for the old ways. At support.baldmove.com, you can get t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more. We have something for every one of our podcasts, or just wear the four pips of the Bald Move logo with pride. Bald Move merch beats running around naked, and they make a great gift for the Bald Move fan in your life. Join our tribe! Head over to support.baldmove.com and click on merch to start shopping. And now, back with more Bald Move. Uh, the Game of Thrones is pretty evident in the trailer, too. Uh, it, it uses a few words uh, as, as, like, title cards. Deception, desire, destiny. Uh, all of those things could be said equally about Game of Thrones. And, and I mean, right off the bat, it, it's showing you people who are telling you to trust their story and no one else's. You know, I alone will tell you the truth. Uh, be wary of anybody who says that. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I, that's the part that I'm most looking forward to 
because I have a, a moderate level of interest, I guess, in Japanese culture. Um, I, I, I feel like I've gotten too many tropes shoved down my throat as a American viewer of that sure. stuff in the past. So I hope this doesn't lean too far into those, although it has to, because some of those are just true to Japanese culture. Um, like, you know, the samurai code and all that stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see, I, I guess like what the intrigue is going to involve because the, the yeah. setup for it is really good. Uh, Actually, FX released a, a video over on YouTube called like the the world of Shogun. It's like a history and a, and kind of a setup video, um, and that tells you kind of, you know, we were in in this period of emperors, and then that kind of fell to shoguns, and now you've got uh, the shogunate who has fallen, and some like a new guy, uh, Tycho, has risen in his place, and then he died, and now everything's kind of up in the air, and they form this council of like five of the regional uh, leaders, I guess. And they have come together to try and rule Japan, but they're all at, at odds. They all have competing interests. They all want, you know, their destiny and their desires fulfilled. Right. Yeah. So, it's very good. Echoes of the, the war of the five Kings and game of Thrones, which, you know, um, uh-huh. that was also based on history. Sometimes the best bones for a story is the crazy shit that happens in real life. Game of Thrones, a lot of the, oh, yeah. the plot lines based on kind of like the war of the roses um in the in the the, the british isles and uh, this is yeah i guess um broadly speaking uh, historic events i also want to touch on that because of that um usually when jim and i cover something like this it's based on a series of novels or a mini series in this case both one of us has been familiar with the material and that person we use to kind of as a as a bullshit detector when people are sending in their theories about what's going to happen. You know, you can kind of you can kind of tell when they're a little too on the nose or a little bit informed with uh, right. since neither of us do that. And since this is based on a novel, a very popular best-selling novel, uh, very highly acclaimed 1980s miniseries. And since our core demographic is old enough, the elder Gen Xers probably were teenagers watching uh, this thing and, and maybe going on reading a novel, we're, we're probably not going to do a lot of speculating on what's going to next. Like Jim and I probably will, because you know that's what we do. But we're probably not yeah, going sure. to be talking about that in feedback so much, because I just can't tell who's going to be bopping up here and be like, oh, I wonder if the Shogun's going to turn out to be... And because they've, they've read the history books, the fictional books, and or mm. the miniseries. So we're not going to be doing that. We're going to be looking more for like people's opinions, um, analysis of their character motivations. Um, uh, I also love like if people um, have any expertise or have uh, have read the novels um, to point out the maybe differences that are occurring and, um, you know, uh, the historicity or the authenticity of how things are being depicted. I think that would be really super interesting because uh, it's something I tend to look and research and be interested in in these kind of what do you call these? Uh, period pieces? Yeah, period pieces. Um, yeah. And real life that, type. Don't go looking for any of these character names because they're going to they're gonna be out there and there are going to be facts about them. Yes, there are already well-written and developed like show-specific or I guess book-specific in this Wikipedia's which oh, will yeah. completely spoil the shit out of you in three paragraphs. So yeah, you just kind of... 
you just kind of can't do it, man. It's just mm -hmm. like this is like fire and blood rules. If you're if you're going on a first timer like me and just 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 kind of just just take it with what your own ears and, and eyes can tell you. And, and and me and Jim will filter out all the other spoiler bullshit. Um, yeah. Send in those feedbacks to Shogun at BaldMove.com, by the way. We've got a, a new email it's, uh, going under the prestige banner, but we got an email to keep the, the inbox nice and neat. I'm trying to think if there's anything. What else do we want to talk about in terms of Shogun? Uh, I guess our show, we're planning on releasing that the, this show is going to be dropping on Tuesday nights. We're planning on rele uh, doing our full podcast on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's like your kind of deadline to get feedback in and, and your expectation for when the podcast will come out. Uh, what else, Jim? I think that's it. All right. I'm looking forward I'm to the excited. show. I'm excited to check this out, have something to talk with my old man about. Uh, his favorite novel and miniseries Shogun and uh, I, I've heard nothing but good things this has a hundred percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes oh, and wow. I've seen a couple of critics like Dan Feinberg uh, Alan Seppenwall's old Iceberg and Firewall podcast buddy gave it a glowing review uh, yeah nobody's got much bad to say about it so I'm excited to see where it goes We'll be back on this here feed in uh, one week to talk about the first two episodes of Shogun as a single unit. Shogun at BaldMove.com if you got any advanced feedback or any thoughts on that first episode. And uh, we will see you then. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later. Later.